Welcome to the Imagine Alpha podcast, bringing Scotland to you. In each episode, we explore Scotland's captivating history, celebrated myths, spectacular landscapes, and vibrant culture. Through the Imagine Alpha podcast and our free online magazine, imaginealpha.com, our goal is to share our love of Scotland and inspire your imagination. Whether you live here, have visited, are planning a holiday, or you simply love all things Scottish. Join us for our virtual journey across Scotland as we imagine Alpa. This is Michelle coming to you from sunny Argyle, Scotland. Are you descended from a clan chief, royalty, or even a saint? Did you know that up to half of all men with the surname Stuart can count a Scottish king among his ancestors? There are less than five and a half million people living in Scotland today, but an estimated 40 million people worldwide claim Scots ancestry. And maybe like me, you're one of them. Today we're talking about genealogy, how to research the history of your own Scottish ancestors and what surprises might be in store for you when you do. start with a personal anecdote about my own genealogy journey and it kind of ties into my well my life journey. Our regular listeners may recall the story of how I ended up meeting the guy in a kilt at a farmer's market, marrying him, leaving America, and moving 5,000 miles to a town I'd never heard of before. Now my husband Rab, he is a Glasgow native, but he's lived and worked in Argyle for a few years. Now his house that he had when I moved here, which is now our house, is located in a fairly remote corner of the world, up in the West Highlands. We live literally at the edge of the earth here. Our road ends at the sea. There are no streetlights, only a single track road, and more sheep than people in my little area. So you get the picture. A rural, remote, unlikely place for someone like me to end up. I also have an unlikely neighbor. It's the ruins of a medieval historic church uh, surrounded by an old graveyard with like 350 burials. Among the everyday folks, like blacksmiths and plowmen and healers, there is a particularly interesting and impressive section of the graveyard dedicated to the Clan MacDougall, where the chiefs of the clan and their families have been buried for hundreds of years. I have to admit, I'm a real taphophile. I've been drawn to explore graveyards since I was a kid, and as an archaeologist, one of my particular interests was prehistoric and historic burial sites. So I wasn't spooked moving next to a cemetery. In fact, I couldn't have been happier to have this beautiful, historic, evocative site that I could explore to my heart's content. I joined up with the charity group that preserves and interprets the site, and I've, over the years, helped with fundraising and maintenance and archaeology work. I give tours of the site. I talk to people from around the world who come to this little out-of-the-way place in search of their ancestors' graves. Now, other than moving near this graveyard, I never thought to have any other connection to what I can only reiterate is an extremely random place for me to have ended up. 
That is, until just a few weeks ago. So I was doing some genealogy research, building on work that my dad had done on he and my mom's family trees, with specific interest in any Scottish ancestors who might have lived in Argyle. See, I knew I had Scottish ancestry, but not specifically from where. I was tracing the line of my mother's maternal grandmother, who was a Stuart, and it turned out, oh, lo and behold, she was descended from the Stuarts of Appen, not more than 20 miles down the road from me. Wow, that's a coincidence, I thought. But as I traveled back through the tree, I was getting ever closer geographically to my current location. Looks like the Stuarts married into the Campbells, just 10 miles away. Well, now I'm getting goosebumps. But my next discovery made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. In the mid-1500s, one of my Campbell ancestors married a Janet McDougall, daughter of Duncan, the 16th chief of Clan McDougall. After living here for a decade, I have just found out that not only do I have ancestors buried a stone's throw from my door, but that I'm descended from the man who built that little church 800 years ago. that a person would move across the world only to live literally next door to their ancestors. Honestly, I don't know. When you're talking about your family tree, the numbers do get pretty mind-boggling. We all have hundreds of thousands, if not a million, ancestors. Luckily, though, it's not a matter of just doubling each generation like you think, because if we did that, the number would very quickly grow to more people than had ever lived. See, all of our family trees have undergone what they call pedigree collapse. And that's a fancy term for, well, relatives marrying. And it's not unusual. Up until about 150 years ago, it wasn't just royal families that tended to marry cousins. It was a common practice. Today, in some parts of the world, it still is. So, for example, in my pedigree, it goes back to the McDougal clan chiefs in at least two branches of my tree. And that actually helps us in narrowing things down. If you picture that your ancestry is not so much a pyramid with you at the top, but a diamond. Coming up, we'll talk about how to research your own Scottish roots, but first, let's go to Rab with the word of the day. Hello, this is Rab. Our word of the day is clan, which is derived from the Gaelic word for children, clown. You see, in the past, members of a clan considered themselves to be children of their clan chief, either by blood or affinity. You might wonder, is everyone from Scotland descended from a particular clan? The answer is no. Clans were strictly found in the Highlands, not the Lowlands. And not every member of a clan was a blood relative of the chief. Many people just took the clan name for the sake of belonging, because in violent Middle Ages Scotland, you didn't have much chance of survival unless you had a kinship network, either real or adopted. Really, 
The whole point of the clan was to have a pool of fighting men who owed their loyalty to only you and would fight to the death for you. And what binds a community together more than the feeling, real or imagined, that they are all your children? There are still clans today, but they serve a very different purpose than in the past. It's mostly about tradition and heritage, but there is also a legal aspect to it. To be an official clan, it must have a chief and a seal of arms, and be recognised by a letter patent from a special court of law called the Lion Court. This court regulates all that heraldry stuff. The clan tradition has spread to lowland families, so we now have, for example, the Hamilton and Bruce clans, even though they are not from the Highlands. Some surnames are not clans in and of themselves, but related families, what are sometimes called sets of larger clans. For example, McDougall is a clan, but it has more than 20 affiliated surnames, including Livingston, Carmichael and Cowan. There are hundreds of Scottish clan societies all over the world, especially in North America. Many people in these societies share a surname, but that's certainly not a requirement. Some have Scots heritage further back, or marry into it, or are just passionate about the culture. It's a great way to meet friendly, like-minded people and participate in fun activities like Highland Games or even join thousands of people that make the pilgrimage to the mother country for their clan gatherings. Some societies fundraise to help preserve historic sites associated with their clan like castles and graveyards. I'm a lowlander and there is no ancient clan for my surname, so Michelle and I were the tartan of my granny, the McLachlans of Argyll. We went to the McLaughlin clan gathering a few years ago and it was great fun. Hundreds of people from all around the world strutting our stuff in our tartan finery, meeting the clan chief and having a big Cayley. Well, you could say that the clan doesn't have any real practical purpose in today's world, but as far as I'm concerned, anything that brings us all together as a family is a good thing. So I encourage you to get involved with your own clan society after all, as Burns said, we're all Jock Tamsin's bairns. Thanks, Rab. So how do you go about researching your own family tree to find out about your potential Scottish ancestry? Well, I have to tell you, it's not always easy or straightforward. The records for Scotland are not as complete as those for other countries like England, and they usually don't go back as far. So where do you start? Well, with your own surname, or look for surnames in your recent family tree for Scottish giveaways. Anything starting with Cam, like Campbell or Cameron, or of course obvious ones like Mac something, or Stuart or Hamilton. And then there's ones you might not think of, like Lindsay, Grant, Smith, Clark, or Anderson. You might have to go back a few generations, in which case start with one set of grandparents whose full names and birth or death dates you know, and preferably marriage dates as well, and then work backwards from there. You might have to try a few different lines until you find that Scottish surname. In the old days, like before the internet, you used to have to track down your information by physically locating those birth, death, and marriage certificates. But today, luckily, there are plenty of websites that have this information, and they'll help you research your tree. 
There are sites like Ancestry.com or MyHeritage.com. There's a couple of examples, and these require a paid membership. But there are sites that are free to use when you sign up, like FamilySearch, GenEye, and Find-A-Grave. A word of warning about these sites, though. To err is human, and there are a lot of errors out there. And there are endless identical names that you can mix up. I mean, do you know how many Margaret Campbells there are in Scotland? Just one mistake means the rest of that branch of your tree is, well, broken. It's best to use multiple websites so that you can cross-check each name and date. That said, the most reliable sources of information for your research are Scotland's People and the National Records of Scotland websites. On the Scotland's People website, you just type in a name and a date range, and it brings up all the matches in statutory or church records. So these are like births, deaths, census, marriages, baptisms, and even divorces. Then you can download it or order a paper scan copy of the original document for a nominal fee. Beware, this is a fascinating rabbit hole to fall in, and the charges can add up, so don't say I didn't warn you. I find birth certificates most helpful for building a tree. If you can find one ancestor's birth certificate, it will have his or her parents, so then you just work back from there. Census records are good for learning more about your ancestors' lives because they often list the person's occupation and address, as well as age, which is helpful for cross-checking your dates. Some of these websites, like FamilySearch, allow you to build your personal family tree right on the site, either by punching in the data yourself or by linking family members that are already on the site added by someone else. And believe me, I found actually most ancestors have already been added by someone else. But there are numerous pedigree chart templates out there, and many are free just for the Googling. The most reliable and easy way to explore your pedigree is by hiring the services of a professional genealogist. They will have access to all the sources of those historical records, and they can do the research more efficiently and faster. To find one, check out the websites for the Register of Qualified Genealogists or Association of Professional Genealogists and search for those based in Scotland. It's best to use a genealogist that's based in the country because they'll be able to get boots on the ground, comb through those archives and seek out records that might not be online. In just a minute, we'll discover what surprises might be in store for you when you explore your own past. back through time, if you're like most people, a regular old oik like myself, you'll likely find that your more recent ancestors were probably humble folk as well, when you consider that most people were farmers in the past. You might find ministers, miners, carpenters, housewives, that sort of thing, but if you're able to go further back, the more likely you are to find ancestors that were, well, a tad more illustrious. You see, the more powerful that a man was, the more offspring that he was likely to have, you know the old saying, it's good to be the king. So, for example, Genghis Khan fathered so many children that even today, about 16 million people carry his DNA. Scotland has its own version of this in a powerful warlord who lived 900 years ago called Summerled. Summerled was the baby daddy of the powerful Lords of the Isles, and his sons and grandsons went on to found three of Scotland's oldest and most famous clans, MacDougall, MacDonald, and Macquarie. It's estimated that today at least half a million people are descended from Summerled, and that includes myself. Maybe not in Genghis Khan's league, but 
impressive nonetheless. And speaking of famous ancestors, in researching various branches of my own tree, when I get back to the 1600s, that's when I start to see, ooh, lairds and ladies. And by the time I get to the 1500s, well, goodness, there's King James IV, Stuart King of Scotland. Old Grandpa James had six legitimate children, and at least that many again illegitimate, and I'm descended from one of his illegitimate daughters. I'm also descended from several other Scottish kings and queens, clan chiefs, the sister of Robert the Bruce, and even from St. Margaret of Scotland. And the further back I go, the more the family lines merge. Stuarts marry Stuarts, MacDougals marry MacDougals. It's that pedigree collapse that I was talking about. Now, obviously, if you go back far enough, we are all related. In fact, most people from Northern Europe are descended from Charlemagne and one of his more than a dozen children. And that only goes back to the 8th century. This bears out for me personally with several of my lines going back to Charlemagne. I also discovered that my husband and I have at least one common ancestor going back a few hundred years ago. And further research would almost definitely reveal more connections, especially as it turns out we both have deep Argyle roots. So yes, you are likely related to your spouse if you go back far enough, and it might not be as far as you think. is the point of researching your genealogy at all? Well, honestly, unless you're a member of the peerage or the Daughters of the American Revolution, nothing really. I highly doubt that claiming that the blood of King James is coursing through my veins is going to give me any advantages in life. I think, for me, it's about the history. Seeing the past through the life of a real person that I have a connection with, trying to discover what their lives were like maybe looking for myself in them? Which one is responsible for the particular shade of my eyes, or my dimples, or my inability to carry a tune in a bucket? And while I knew that I had Scottish ancestry, I have to admit the discovery that I have such deep roots right here in my adopted neighborhood, practically in my backyard, a place I landed entirely by chance, it's made me feel even more at home here in Scotland to think I've been overlooking the graves of my ancestors for all these years, living right on the very same land they used to live on, and I didn't even know it. I also love to see how we're all connected more closely than we might think. We really are brothers and sisters, a worldwide clan related not just by our humanity, but also by blood. Which famous figure from Scottish history is your ancestor? I hope you're inspired to find out. You can find links to some of the resources I mentioned on the episode page on our website, imaginealpa.com slash podcast. Get in touch and let us know what Easter eggs you find in your family tree. want to give a special shout out of thanks to our patron Glenn Moyer. 
And if you love Scotland, be sure to check out Glenn's fantastic podcast, Under the Tartan Sky. And if your travels bring you to Argyle in search of your ancestors, be sure to get in touch about our heritage walking tours and trip planning services. Visit our website, imaginealba.com, to find out more, and be sure to join us on social media. For Reb and myself, thanks for listening to the Imagine Alpha podcast. Until next time.